Hey, Gore Friends. Hi, Gore Friends. This is Story. And Mars. And this is another episode of our horror podcast. This week we are doing Wreck, as in record, and this is Mars' pick. Mm-hmm. So stick around and we'll talk about Wreck and why it was or was not a wreck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, welcome back, Gore Friends. So, as you said, this week we are doing Wreck, and this is Mars Pick. It's a Spanish film, <laughs> and so we watched the subtitle version because dubbed is for the week. <laughs> Our anime? Dub. No. Sub. Sub, Mars. I always get confused. Sub, sorry. And our movies? Sub. Always. Subbed. Almost always. I watch fairy tales. Oh my god! I know, I know. No, I know. some things are good subbed. So some I mean, dubbed. This one was definitely better subbed. Like I already know because yeah. we watched it on YouTube, the end scene, mm-hmm. and I already knew it wouldn't have been as intense yeah. in English. And I've heard it's messed up because if you guys try to find this movie, um, Amazon has a version of it that you can rent, but I have heard from reviews that that is only available um, dubbed and not subbed. Um, wow. Well, if you purchase it, at least. Like, if you try to buy it on Amazon, um, reviews are, like, pissed off people because it's only dubbed. That's why. So, yeah, I would advise... Let me tell you guys something. Everything is more passionate in Spanish, okay? The actors were way more passionate than... If you guys aren't familiar with this movie, there's an American version made a year later called Quarantine. Yes, which I feel like was really popular-ish, and that's what you... During the time, yeah, and I had seen Quarantine, but I had no idea it was a rip-off. But to be fair, Quarantine wasn't one of those super memorable movies for me either, Mm -hmm. so I was really excited to watch Wreck. And let's get into it. So Wreck was... Directed and written by Juan Balaguerro and Paco Plaza. Nailing that Spanish, though. <laughs> and co-written with Luiso Berejo. So, these guys seem to work together quite a bit. They made a sequel to Wreck. A few sequels, because yeah. there are four, mm-hmm. actually. But they didn't work on the third one, it seems. Or at least Juan didn't. So... One, two, and four. four. One, two, and four. I've yeah. only seen one and two. Um, and for what I've seen, the first one, of course, is better. But I'll leave it up to you guys to see what you think. <laughs> <laughs> so it stars Manuela Velasco, who plays Angela. Angela. <sighs> oh, did we do a synopsis of what the film's about? I don't think we did a little... I don't think we did. Yeah. So, I can just tell you guys really quick what it's about. It's a really simple plot. So, uh, Wreck is about uh, an apartment building with firefighters and a camera crew that consists of two, Angela and Pablo, Pablo, our favorite cameraman ever. (laughs) And uh, they are stuck in this apartment building after receiving a call about an old woman falling and... 
it's quarantined because there's the virus and they're not allowed to leave the building because they'll get shot on sight. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) that's the synopsis. Yeah, pretty much. And they're just stuck in the building with all the other tenants in the apartment, essentially. Yeah. Why did you pick this movie? Um, I picked it first for a couple of reasons, just because we haven't this is like a first of many on this show. So we haven't done a foreign film yet, we haven't done a found footage film yet, and we have not done a zombie film yet. So I just wanted all to like true things. Yeah, just all these I um, want all the new new. So I wanted to do all a bunch of new new wow. for this episode. Yeah, we did tackle like every genre that we hadn't done yet, just in this one movie, yeah. which speaks a lot about the movie. So Watch it. Yeah, Watch I would say it. go for it. It was de- it came out in two thousand seven, and um, it was essentially the first found footage film that I had ever seen. Like I didn't really? see Blair Witch. That I was hadn't my seen first Blair yeah. Witch project. Ah. I didn't see Blair Witch until like two years ago. Very very recent. Um, slow burn. Yeah, definitely a slow burn. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this was definitely the first found footage movie that I had seen before Paranormal Activity, before Blair Witch, and I watched it on my like desktop with my headphones in and that is quite an experience for a freshman in high school i will say that mm-hmm. <laughs> even watching it at your place with like your huge tv i was just like mm-hmm. in the dark in the dark <laughs> <laughs> so yeah those are the reasons why i wanted to pick this okay so what would you say was funny cool and scary let's move on to that segment <sighs> okay first of all funny let me see okay first of all i just want to say that i think it's mostly on our part (laughs) freaking the girl whatever the girl jennifer jennifer Jennifer, the little girl so she she is um like the daughter of one of the tenants and she is sick with quote-unquote tonsillitis (laughs) (laughs) and there's this like running joke it's just like oh it's only tonsillitis and it's like (laughs) I don't think I've had tonsillitis and it doesn't do that (laughs) to you. Like you're sweating and like just looking really ill in a different way. Fever cut rising. Mm, Freaking sketch. Freaking sketch. And I was like, when they were like, oh, (laughs) I can't do that right now. Because like, okay, so (laughs) essentially, like they find out that the dog. Jennifer's dog was like six. Mac, Max, um, gets taken to the vet, and he like attacked all the freaking dogs in the vet, and they tracked his um, tracer, I guess, to the apartment building. So that's how they knew, like, that's how the cops knew that that was going on in there. And so they find out that's happening, and then she's sick. And at that point, I was like, let's just sacrifice the kid. Like, that's like, I'm, I'm done. Like, no, she needs to go. Yeah, she needs to go. So. Yeah, the whole... And then we have your favorite quote. Well, one of the... Story got all the quotes <laughs> from this movie. And one of the There's quotes so involves many. tonsillitis. And I think that's yeah, funny. Yeah, it was like, bullshit tonsillitis. <laughs> Which is what we're thinking as viewers. We're like, yeah. that ain't no tonsillitis. <laughs> and the crazy part, just to give you guys a little background on what was going on at the time. Uh, they had a family of tenants that were Chinese. And so, that spoke Spanish, which well, is really fluent Spanish because they are in Spain. <laughs> and there is a bit of racism. People mm-hmm. wanted to blame them for the virus, saying, "Oh, they eat raw fish, sushi," which is amazing. Right. So, and 
Yeah, they're like, it would be fine if they're like the feng shui ones, but they're the kind that eat raw fish. It's wow. like, what does that even mean? Okay, <laughs> first of all. Second of all, the girl did not have tonsillitis. How are you going to stand there and be like, oh, she has tonsillitis. I bet it's your dad because he's sick. And yeah, I was like, like, so the dad is being But confused, her but- husband had wasn't in the building. He was stuck outside because he took the dog to the vet mm-hmm. and went to pick up antibiotics, apparently, mm. for the girl. Mm. So it's like you, you knew the dog was terribly sick yeah. and it was possibly contagious and then your daughter gets sick and you're talking about some tonsillitis. Bye. Okay. Good night. Good night. So that, I would say that was like the fun, funny aspect of it, the whole tonsillitis tonsillitis fiasco that was mine too that was <laughs> tonsillitis tonsillitis guys it's not always tonsillitis guys so what was cool um i wrote down in my notes that i loved how they casted people that looked real like these weren't glamorized like actors like all these people look like people you would just see on the street um which made it very realistic and that's something that i appreciated yeah that's very true some of those firemen were really cute too. But firemen, low key, firemen are just always just like not um, always. Most of the time, when I see a guy, like they're like the captain wasn't. Well, was captains are never. It's always like the new guys, the new news. <laughs> the it's, younger ones. Yes, it's always the newer ones that are like. Mommy seemed experienced, <laughs> but he was just I don't know, like. <laughs> Manu. Manu is also just like the writer die. I don't even know what Pablo looked like, but Mar- let me see. <laughs> She's looking at her notes. His real name is Pablo. <laughs> Pablo. Pablo. Pablo got it done. Um, but yeah, I would say having realistic people casted. There were some also some great shots in there. Um, just, uh, just how some of the long shots. And we compared... Um, the final scene in this one compared to the final scene in quarantine and just mm-hmm. you can just tell the direction was just different and just how it's really weird seeing how there, how sure. a difference could be made for sure it was way more captivating to me than quarantine like the camera angles for some reason uh and we'll get more into this when we go over the visuals it was just a bit more clear and mm-hmm the shots that Pablo caught were just better for some <laughs> reason. Spanish Pablo was just better than American Pablo at being a cameraman. Yeah. So, what was scary for you? Okay. So, watching this, like, I haven't seen this in a very long time, um, so I, I was, like, a little worried that some things wouldn't hold up. But some things for sure still hold up. So there's a scene where they're like at the bottom of the apartment complex and out of nowhere, like a body just drops down the staircase and just hits the ground. And it's so like sudden and just like out of nowhere. So I feel like that part, like when I first Mm -hmm. saw it jump, I jumped a lot. Um, And then also just the finale scene of like being in a dark room and seeing this just creature just lanky and like she was it was freaking creepy i don't know how the makeup was done for that or like what happened but you just have this 
person that's just like super 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 thin and just how she like moved her body and it was just very eerie yeah i think at one point during the movie i asked you if she was wearing a diaper and you're like no that's her underwear that's how (laughs) skinny she was that her underwear was hanging on her like a diaper yeah so creepy and she was tall and Mm -hmm. her face uh and just how it was shot as well um going back to comparing shots between quarantine and wreck um just the shots were just like wide and you just saw her in action in a wide shot compared to quarantine where it was kind of like closer like close-ups and you didn't didn't see see as much of her face and when you did her face was like a normal person's face with blood on it and yeah it wasn't the same it wasn't the same right so for me my cool and scary were pretty much the same thing because <laughs> of the way it was shot so the part where they were looking over the banister and all the zombies were on different floors but all looked back up at yeah. them and kind yeah. of made snarling sounds yeah. oh and by that the way part was crazy sorry um by the way they're all kind of like 28 days later zombies if you guys didn't know like they're not like 9 11 dead zombies were like slow and like oh uh, they're, they're like they're they're fast freaking fast and, crazy and scary and feral <laughs> yeah um they're knowledgeable enough to like pick something up and hit you with it uh so but yeah, the scene where they looked over the banister, when I say they, I'm speaking of Angela and Pablo, uh, her mm-hmm. cameraman, they're the only two survivors at this point, Yeah, looking over the banister, and they're on the third floor, and they're looking down and on each level of the staircase, down to the very bottom, uh, they, there's a zombie looking up at yeah. them. terrifying. And I think what was the icing on the cake was Manu being a zombie because he was kind of protecting them the whole time. He was the brute strength that was able to fight off the zombies and he was taking care of one while they were looking for some keys then all of a sudden they look over you see all the zombies and Manu is the last one to pop out and you were like like, Manu right I was so (laughs) sad that Manu was a zombie and uh so that part for me was one of the coolest shots but also the scariest because if Manu is a zombie everyone's screwed he's (laughs) he's strong as a normal person so yeah and then the other one was also the lanky woman at the end for me in particular when they first showed her silhouette just kind of leaning against the wall Mm -hmm. and the way that she moved in that shot where you couldn't tell what she was but it was a tall lanky thing and just yeah. scary yeah. and all of it was in night vision so mm-hmm. they're in complete darkness and oh yeah I didn't mention they like there's a point where they go like this hatch opens from like, to the attic and Pablo's like oh I gotta see if there's like an exit up there so he like puts his camera up there and like does like, a 360 around the attic and then you see like a little creepy little person just like pop out and I didn't like that yeah, um, that kind of gave me anxiety. And they killed the light. Yes, so yep, that's and that it, killed the light. In yeah, night vision for the remainder of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, visuals <laughs> and acting. Yeah, the acting Visual was like on uh, very realistic. Um, 
yeah, the acting, like I said, very realistic. Like, even from the beginning, because um, Angela is a news reporter, like, reporting on this nightly um, show, basically. And she's interviewing firefighters in the beginning. So you're getting, like, a sense of her job and all of this stuff. And, yeah, I mean, even to, like, the tenants. Like, everyone just seemed very real from... Um, Jennifer and her mom to the Every old couple. Neighbor. Yeah, everyone just seemed like a real person. <laughs> like, I can see this being a real place. Um, so the acting was definitely on point. Angela was a little bit annoying, I would say, at times. Like, she just kept screaming. It's like, if you know they can hear, like, shh. <laughs> like, don't scream on sight. Like, Pablo was quiet. He's like, I'm not gonna say anything. Like, he just held his composure. Angela was just screaming. So that was a little annoying, but overall, the acting was definitely on point. Yeah, I agree. And I think that also is a testament to the writing because the characters are so well developed that they made you laugh or they made you mm-hmm. root for them. Like, I didn't want the old couple to die. Yeah. And yeah, it happened definitely. so fast. I was like, where did they go? Yeah. And then they were zombies. Yeah. So, uh, it says a lot. And we've talked about this previously, like having character development mm-hmm. and to where, like, like how we talked about on Friday the 13th where we didn't care about any of the characters, essentially. Right. We didn't even know their names. Um, and even in this film, I don't remember the characters' names, but I still felt something. Yeah, I remember Manu. You remember Manu. remember Pablo. Yeah. <laughs> and you remember Angela, because she yeah. get on your nerves. And Jennifer, because she's the kid that ugh, starts everything. Also, there's an awesome... Um, I'm going to add this to my scary um, part. Uh, there's a part where Jennifer bites her mom... And she kind of just, like, runs upstairs like a little zombie baby. And they <laughs> <laughs> they take J- Jennifer's mom and handcuff her to the staircase. So they have to go downstairs to, at some point to check the address of one of the tenants. So they go downstairs. They're checking the mailboxes. And at that point, Jennifer's mom is, like, on the ground. So they're, like, checking the mailboxes. And they turn around. And Jennifer's mom is, like, standing just out of nowhere, just, like, up. Um... And they do that a few times with other zombies. Like, yeah. the whole reason why they are there is this old woman is, like, having a fit. And they end up shooting her. And she's, like, in the hallway, just, like, you think she's dead. And yeah, later yeah. on, they when they're going up to kill the zombie baby, she's she gone. <laughs> and you're like, well, that's terrifying. Very reminiscent of, of Resident Evil, um, for sure. And you even mentioned it. It reminded you of Resident Evil 7. Just how it, it was did. like... The architecture of the building. Uh, the way there was a, kind of a long hallway. And there was a door to the left. reminded me of a scene in Resident Evil 7. Where the girlfriend pops out and mm-hmm. stabs you in the mm-hmm. hand. And I was just waiting for someone to do that, and they actually did it later in the movie, so yeah. that was exciting. Yeah. Um, uh, where did they F up more? Since they're talking about the old lady's apartment. Oh, okay. So, okay, on Angela and Pablo's defense, I feel like there's nothing really they could have done, like, early on, because that's their job, to really, like, go in and just follow the firefighters around. Um, but I would say Angela should not been so eager to, like, see what was going on. Like, she was, like, leading a lot of the time. I was like, calm down. You're a reporter. <laughs> like, why are you so hyped to be in this dangerous situation? Very scrawny, not 
resourceful. Yeah. She was pretty useless. Yeah, I'm like, let Pablo lead and see what's up. Like, you are Manu. Or Manu. I just really love Manu. Yeah, Manu is just... (laughs) Team Manu. Hashtag Team Manu. Um... But yeah, Angela was very just like up and at him. Too eager. Yeah, she was too eager. And that was my issue with her. What are your F-ups? I have a few. Let me so, hear <laughs> First, going into the old woman's apartment multiple times. <laughs> Why? Why? Also, and leaving uh, the door open. That's what I was just about to say. No one closes doors. Her apartment. <laughs> there are people popping up in her apartment left and right, and we're like, "Why are all the zombies going to this apartment? And why do you guys leave the door open? Why? Yeah, if that was a, a zombie. Major. Close the door and lock it. And lock it. Yeah, we don't need to go back in there. Like no. So then. <laughs> Why did they have to look for Jennifer? Why did they have to look for the kids? She ran away. She was like, oh, I'm a zombie baby. I'm going to go upstairs. <laughs> Good. Go upstairs. Fine. They should have locked her in the apartment. Lock her in there. Yeah. So then they end up sacrificing another person trying to inject her with an antidote that no. don't even work. Yeah, no. It didn't even work on the first two people they tried yeah. it on. And Jennifer's was sick since before they even got there because her dad wasn't even there when they got there. He yeah. was getting the antibiotics. Yeah, she's definitely so, gone. Right. So then the guy gets bit on the hand. He's like, I was bit. Just run. I'll hold Which is respectful. Like, he was right, like, Right, but they didn't close the door. <laughs> so. So annoying. So still annoying. stupid. Yeah. And then <laughs> opening the attic. When the plan was to get to the basement and mm-hmm. get to the sewer, why do you need to open the That's attic? true. Yeah. Going away from the plan. And also, and I wanna... they let out the thing. You the let out the thing. thing. Yes. So, there was no reason for the attic. Yeah. None whatsoever. I agree. The room was sealed. They listened to the tape. The guy said he sealed mm-hmm. her in a room. Which was also like Resident Evil 7. Right. Away with the tape so, and stuff. Right. So <laughs> just leave it alone. Yeah. Leave things alone. And I also want to like add in, um, and this goes towards production design, just how that apartment was just like, like I said, designed and set up. Like it made you feel like someone had like lived there and was doing something really gross in there. Like you just felt really dirty and uneasy and that scene really um it was very immersive and kind of built you up to the climax like you just felt uncomfortable and you felt like you were seeing things you weren't supposed to see um and that's something that i really appreciated oh yeah definitely uh and all of the crucifixes were a nice touch and the empty vials bunch of photographs and all the news articles. articles yeah it was the set design was really great uh, what was your favorite scene if you had to pick one? Um, favorite scene would probably be the last scene because that definitely yeah. sticks with you for a very long time. Like you said, like you didn't remember the quarantine scene, but you felt like you would have remembered <laughs> seeing the lanky lady in quarantine if you had seen like because we were talking about comparisons and how it was different to wreck and stuff, and the lanky lady definitely sticks with you for a very long time. For me, I agree. I just put the last 10 minutes. Like, the whole last 10 minutes of the movie was just great. And yeah. that's where I was sitting up with my margarita. <laughs> and yes. I was just yelling at the TV. Yeah. 
and when Pablo said be quiet I was quiet <laughs> you know like it was just I love that Pablo didn't tell Angela what was in the room because she was already freaking out and he knew she would have freaked out more yes, I would have freaked out so she kept saying what is it Pablo what is and it and they're in pitch he dark said, so yeah and he kept trying to guide her in the dark he's the only one that can see because of the, the night vision of the camera and it was just so intense so so good mm-hmm. they almost touched her a couple of times she had really long fingers and like she was looking for them and banging around and it was just so intense yeah very intense and at one point i was like you know what i think i'd rather take my chance with the zombies <laughs> like i, I don't want to yeah no because at least you're in the light like this is pitch darkness and you're just just fending for your life in the dark and i don't like that Mm-mm. yeah that's uh, what would make it better hmm let me see it's kind of i don't even know yeah, like it's a really it good movie. Something. It's a really, really good movie. But I don't know what. Yeah, but you don't, you can't pinpoint it. Maybe we'll like post it throughout the, like sometime during the week. We'll meditate and marinate kind of, on it. I kind of accepted it for what it is and appreciated it. Yeah. For what it is. I think it was a good movie. Uh, What's your relationship status to it? I would say. <laughs> It's a good long-term relationship. And that's what I was thinking, too. I, sure. I could watch it again over time. It's mm-hmm. not one of those movies that's a when and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's still missing something. I'm not sure what it is, but it could have been better somehow. Yeah. There was... Which everything could be, but I just mean as far as... Maybe it's because of the way it ended, or... The fact that no one knew a girl was in that apartment for years, <laughs> years, and I'm sure she made noise in there. They heard the old lady making noise in yeah. her apartment, but they didn't hear this girl growing up in an attic. Make, you know, she's a zombie. Like yeah. she would make some sounds, I would think. And they were they just accepted. Oh yeah, this guy bought that apartment. It hasn't been back in years. Yeah. And so and why are there noises in that? Yeah, apartment? very concerning. So uh, well, yeah, little things, nothing major. And I agree, it's definitely. And the he should have just killed her. Oh, the girl. Yeah, yeah. But it was like it was his daughter. Yeah, it was his daughter. It's kind of you kind of have to put your kind of put the puzzle pieces together, kind of understand what's going on, um, which I appreciate. It's not really spoon fed to you about what happened um so i appreciate that but it's definitely but he also said if she gets out god help us yes which so... is a great quote great quote of the movie by the way any anytime anyone says god help us then here we go like yeah <laughs> we're effed so what makes it a horror movie so many things um the zombie the zombie element the whole like being claust like i feel like a lot of our films have done like like claustrophobia and being in closed spaces but being in an apartment especially being in angela's shoes we're going on a job and being in a situation where all of a sudden you can't leave and these people around you are turning into zombies and if you try to leave the police will shoot you honestly i would just take my risk being shot like i'm not gonna (laughs) 
deal with this at yeah. all. I'll just shoot me. Shoot me. Once I don't it got out of hand, I would have just ran outside. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck life. I would have opened the door and let all the zombies out. Like, real talk. why it's not who am i protecting yeah for what like for what yeah real i would have done the same thing i'm not going through all this like no no um yeah yeah i felt like the entire scenario was scary and the fact that it was found footage because Mm -hmm. found footage is always creepy there's a sense of realness to it yeah and you don't want your scary movies to be real yeah and the fact that it's this isn't the movie's fault, but the fact that it's in Spanish and you have to read subtitles, you have to pay attention to what's going on. Like you can't, unless you know Spanish, you can't like turn your head away and be like, oh, I'm going to cover my eyes and see. You don't understand what they're saying. Yeah, and we're in California, so the Spanish here is very different. Than Spain Spanish. Mexico Spanish. Yeah, so, different Spanish. Uh, oh yeah, that's definitely so. like a scare. The fact that you have to read subtitles and you're caught in this claustrophobic situation. Yeah. Definitely makes it scary. And I think that is a great place to end the first segment. Yeah. Because we're content with the movie. Mm-hmm. We definitely approve. This is her first time viewing it. Was it was my first time seeing it, which is always exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick a movie that you haven't seen before. Yeah, now. I love I mean, Mayhem worked out. I really liked Mayhem. I hadn't seen yeah. that, and that was amazing. Um, but yeah, I'm going to try and like input some like artsy horror films in there, for like foreign films, artsy films, just to open you guys' eyes to other awesome films that are out there, not just a stereotypical slasher. Yeah, definitely. And also, I want to say that if you are a music artist and you want to get your music out there, we do music breaks between our segments, uh, usually toward the end of the show, like we're about to right now. Mm -hmm. And if you want, we can put your track in the show. We always credit the artist's in the biography for the show mm-hmm. and people can find your music that way we always put a link and credit you so hit us up at gore friends on facebook uh instagram twitter uh periscope, periscope. and if you want our email it's gorefriendspodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. and we'd be really happy to insert your stuff yeah for free like we're all about supporting like local artists and people just trying to get their stuff out there like we know it's hard so we are here for you yep yep so enjoy the music that we're about to play we always like to leave it open-ended so that we can add it a last minute in case one of you guys reach out Mm -hmm. so whatever we are about to play again you can find it linked in the bio for this episode so enjoy it enjoy you more than I had anybody Trust me, baby But you'll never know me that way Until you learn to love yourself I see you through the
And we're back. Welcome back, Gore Friends. Hashtag Gore Gang. Gore Gang, so, Gore Gang. This is our second segment, which we like to call Sounds Like a Horror Movie. Mm-hmm. So this segment, Mar is going to be presenting a news article that she found that sounds like it could be made into a horror movie. Mm-hmm. What do you have, Mar? Alright, so this is kind of disturbing. Um, I mean, it just makes me upset, mostly. Um, so basically... The article title is Bizman Murder, Locals Watch, Make Videos. So, I'm going to read the article for you guys. This happened in New Delhi. And excuse me, because these names are very foreign, and I'm not the best with foreign names, but I will try my best. Alright, so, when when Durav and his son Amol were being dragged out to the lane outside their house and being stabbed, a crowd stood unmoved, clicking videos of the assault. Eyewitnesses said that the accused, Shamir Alam, and his father, Jahangir, kept kicking the two men until the Tangus fell unconscious. Amal kept shouting for help, but no one stepped forward. Having stabbed the two men and left them bleeding, Alam and Jagir, which are the accused, uh, brazenly walked to the police station to file a complaint of molestation against their victim, accusing them of misbehaving with their family members. However, when they discovered that the police had already reached the incident site, they were questioning and were questioning witnesses. They tried to flee from the area. So basically, this man and his son um, were dragged out of their house and stabbed, and people just stood around and watched. And the accused went to the police station and was like, "Yeah, they like were molesting our family members." And when the cops were like, "Okay, we're questioning people right now," they straight up just left. So that's not suspicious at all. Um, Very unfortunate. Um, Apparently the father was very, like he owned a few businesses and he was known to like stand up for his family members and stuff. And unfortunately, like his life was taken for it. Uh, The dad died on Monday afternoon. This is very recently. The dad died on Monday afternoon and the son was released from the hospital but was readmitted on Monday after some wounds um, started bleeding. Um, And it says, Relatives disclose that the inconsolable youngster has been suffering frequent moments of rage since Sunday, which is very understandable. Mm. So that's that's the sounds like a horror movie. How how do you feel about that? It kind of reminded me of uh, Black Mirror, the White Bear episode, where it was about people just observing events and not really doing anything about it it's terrifying to know that you could be in danger you could be in broad daylight yeah someone could be a group of people it wasn't like one or two people this is like their little town or whatever and people are just standing around watching and i remember growing up my mom kind of like taught me to like if i'm being attacked or something in broad daylight like scream out fire because people are more <laughs> more likely to help you if you scream fire rather than just screaming. Right. And now even that, I'm like, okay, would that even help? Because we have people just straight up seeing people get stabbed and pulling out their phones and recording. Yep. Oh, the world. The world is... It makes me up. See, I read this and it was just very... It's very, very sad. <laughs> so sorry to end on a bummy note. 
Yeah, thanks, Mar. Thanks a <laughs> You're lot. welcome. You're welcome. Um, but I just wanted but, to end this episode. Just uh, I forgot to mention this earlier when uh, Story was mentioning our social media and stuff, as well as to contacting us on social media and our email. You can also leave us a voicemail on Google Voice. So I'm going to leave uh, this phone number, and you can write it down and call us and leave a voicemail, either putting your request for the week, or if you just want to like say how great we're doing, or give us advice or anything like or that, or share a scary story. Yeah, we love scary stories. We do, and we might even play it on the show. So I'm going to give you guys the number now. The number is eight one eight five three nine seven two two nine. That is eight one eight five three nine seven two two nine. And yeah, go ahead. It'll go straight to voicemail, and we'll listen to it, and yeah. And it'll all be good. All will be gory all in the world. All be gory in the world. And we yes. are trying to get stuff. We're, like, getting all the stuff together, you guys. Trying to get a website done. We're trying to get a Patreon done. Um, just all the stuff ready for you guys. We're so excited. We have so much more that we want to give you guys. We're going to have Netflix parties, you guys. <sighs> yeah, that's going to be so much fun. If you guys don't know, Netflix parties are basically, um, it's an add-on on Google Chrome where you can invite people to watch Netflix with you on your laptop at the same time in sync, and then you can do uh, chats. Like It's like a, like a web chat, basically. Yes. So we want to do that with our patrons when we get our Patreon going. Um, we might do a little teaser one just to see see how you guys like it and if we want to actually do that for our Patreon. So yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. Me and Story did that for Haunting of Hill House and it was a really, really great experience. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it and it was really funny too because we were making commentary about the show as we were watching it mm-hmm. and of course Mars is hilarious <laughs> and I'm okay. So... <laughs> Stick around so, lots and of we'll keep stuff. updating you guys on this stuff. Follow us on, on our social and mm-hmm. you'll be able to keep up with us. Yeah, and we're also, we mentioned it before, we do stream on Periscope. Um, so this episode is being recorded live. So you can follow us on Periscope as well. Hi, Periscope. Hi, Periscope peeps. <laughs> but yeah, I don't have anything else to say. What about you? Peace, love, and gore. Peace, love, and gore. Bye. Bye.